Welcome to the Derek Diamond Experience podcast, where every week I talk about the inner workings of the entertainment industry with those who have lived it and experienced it. I am your host, Derek Diamond, and I wanted to start this episode with an apology to the viewers and listeners. Normally, episodes of this show drop on Monday mornings, but because of a really busy week and an even busier weekend, I'm just now getting around to recording the episode. I'm recording this uh, at 4 p.m. Central Time on Monday, but it was an eventful weekend in a good way, and part of it has to do with my short film, The Feature, which I know I haven't talked about uh, that short in a while. We just, uh, my wife and I just got back from Jacksonville late last night from the Spotlight International Film Festival where the feature not only was a selection, but it played in the Tinseltown Theater in Jacksonville. So it played in a legitimate theater on a giant screen, which was mind-blowing to see. You know, I I remember going to Tampa a few years ago to watch the Parker Syndrome at the Tampa Bay Underground Film Festival. But this, I think, was a little more, not a little more, but it was more special one because my wife was there with me you know we co-wrote the movie she edited it and steve wise uh, our first assistant director was also there um, so i wasn't by myself which made things a lot better but seeing how happy it made samantha uh, to see something that she put together in a theater was was really cool so uh, thank you to the spotlight international film festival for selecting the feature and for providing us with a really cool experience. And I found out this morning that the feature is a semifinalist in the Lonely Wolf International Film Festival. So uh, more to come on that. Uh, there will be more selections over the next few months. I know the summer has been kind of light with news on the feature ever since we did the, the second screening of it back in May. But uh, should be getting several notifications over uh, the next couple of months, the fall specifically. So uh, if you want to follow the movie and stay up to date, you can head over to facebook.com slash the feature movie and Instagram at the feature movie. That being said, we're not here to talk about movies this week. We're here to talk about TV shows, specifically TV cliffhangers. Uh, The top five is back for the first time this season, and we'll be doing one that I've been wanting to do on this show for a number of years. It was one of the first top fives that I thought of doing, but for some reason just haven't got around to it. And when I mention my number one, you'll you'll get more insight as to why now we're doing the top five list. So if you've never watched or listened to a top five episode of the show, what I do is I'll make a post on usually on Facebook, but I do Instagram and Twitter as well saying what the top five list is going to be. And if you want to leave your list, you leave them in the comments and I will read them on the show. I go through my honorable mentions, my five through one and why they are where they are. And then I read your list. And this is one of my favorite things to do with this show and on Nerd Cave Retro, because I love seeing the the different list and yeah, they might have some, the same listings, or some of them anyway, but they're in different spots and they have completely different entries. Sometimes the top five lists are way different than mine, which makes for great conversation. So I don't have any honorable mentions for, uh, for this month, but 
we'll, we'll see what happens uh, for next month when we do uh, whatever top five list that's going to be. My number five is from The Office, Jim and Pam Kiss on Casino Night. This was a show that I caught up with it through Netflix, and I think I watched the last season of it as it aired live. Didn't, uh, well, not aired live, but you know what I mean, aired weekly. Uh, this was a moment that had been built up ever since the first episode when you realize that Jim has a thing for Pam, but she's engaged to Roy. We all know Roy is a jerk. Pam shouldn't be with Roy. She should be with Jim. And we were waiting on that moment when it might finally happen. Well, in this episode, Jim finally tells Pam how he feels. It doesn't go the way that he wanted he finds her in the Dunder Mifflin office. They kiss, and that's the end of the episode. And I can just imagine if I were watching this show on a regular basis, having to to wait till the next season to see what happens. You know, that moment that had been built up for years at that point. What's going to happen? How is it going to be resolved? We all know what happened since then, but at the time, like we all had to know what was going to happen. My number four is the, from the season three finale of Stranger Things when Hopper sacrifices himself to close the gate to the Upside Down. Hopper, ever since the first episode, has been one of my favorite characters, arguably my favorite in the entire show. And this moment when he sacrifices himself to make sure that the gate is closed... Everything from a cinematic standpoint, the music, the little mannerisms that he had on his face, it was pitch perfect. And there's a little tease at the end of that episode as to what happened to him, but we didn't know 100%. And man, I would have been so mad had they killed off Hopper. Thankfully, they didn't, but it still made for one of the best moments in that show. And that show has a lot of great moments. Number three is from Smallville. Uh, the episode titled salvation, the finale of season nine Smallville is notorious for its cliffhangers as a season ender. Even the, the seasons that aren't that great season six, but it still has a really good cliffhanger to end on and leaves you hooked to see what's going to happen the following season. And I picked season nines because the season as a whole was excellent. Seasons six through eight, for the most part, are forgettable. But season nine was really good. It had a very like Superman Begins kind of vibe. You had Clark. He wasn't wearing the suit, but he had the, the black T-shirt with the, 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 the S on it. He had the black trench coat. We were introduced formally to Zod and the Kandorians. When, like, we're thinking, when is Zod going to get his powers? So on and so forth. And we, it leads up to this climactic battle with Clark and Zod on the top of this building in the rain, both being affected by blue kryptonite. And Clark chooses to sacrifice himself by falling off the roof of the building with the dagger still impaled in him. And because of that, Zod is transported away from Earth, thus saving it. But what's going to happen with Clark? With Blue Kryptonite, he's affected 
you know, just like a normal human is to everything. Is he going to survive? Like we, we all knew he was going to, because they were going to have one more season, but I felt like it was a great climax to a season long arc. And we had a great lead in to what would be the final season of that show. Number two from breaking bad. These were no brainers for me, my number two and number one from breaking bad. When Hank realizes that Walter white is Heisenberg, he had been spending all this time trying to find this drug kingpin. And when he realizes that it's a member of his own family from the montage to that moment, when Hank has that realization was pitch perfect and you knew that it was not going to end well. And that, that last season of breaking bad, really the season before that too, was just full of gut punches, like one after the other, like you get hit in the gut one episode. And then when you thought you've recovered, you get hit by another one in the following episode. Breaking Bad has some of the best writing of any television series, especially in the modern era. But as great as that moment is, my number one, and was really kind of the inspiration for why we're doing this this episode now, is Star Trek The Next Generation, The Best of Both Worlds. When Picard is assimilated by the Borg and becomes Locutus, you're just, you can't believe that, you know, the, the heart of the Federation and the backbone of the Federation to me was Jean-Luc Picard at that time to see him assimilated by this, you know, this new race that they really don't know anything about. They had encountered them once before, but to see Picard become a part of them and you're thinking, well, how are they going to get Picard out of this? How are they going to turn him back to normal? And the episode ends with Riker saying to Worf, Mr. Worf, fire and cut to black. And you're like, oh, my God, are they going to destroy the Borg? Are they going to destroy Picard? It was just the thing is, is that even though I didn't watch this show as it aired on TV during its initial run, I was introduced to it through my grandmother buying the seasons on DVD but they were releasing them, you know, like months or I think maybe even like a year at a time. So when I saw this finale, I didn't have access to be like, oh, well, I'm just going to watch, you know, the premiere of the next season to see what happens. I had to wait until season four came out on DVD. So I had that that anticipation like everyone else did. It's just it was. And when I rewatched it on Paramount Plus a while back. I thought to myself, okay, when I bring the podcast back, that's the first top five that I want to do It's top five TV cliffhangers. So that's my list. Hopefully you all enjoyed it. Uh, there are going to be some consistencies and some differences with um, everyone else's list. And the one in particular that you might be wondering, why have I not mentioned it? Because it's widely regarded as the best cliffhanger ever done. I will get to that uh, here in just a bit. But uh, now's the time for your list. First up, we have Christian Jones, who was on the show a few months ago with Regan Bell to do uh, their top five Star Wars moments. Number five, Gliding Overall, Breaking Bad, 
Hank figured it out, a plot line building over five years, and you know it's not going to end well. As I mentioned, just an incredible moment in television. That look from Hank when he realizes it says it all. The build-up to it was great, but that moment specifically was so, so good. Number four, Someone is Shot from The West Wing. This show didn't really rely on event television, but started to really look like the real world. This was the start of that. I have not fully watched The West Wing. I know that this moment that he's talking about is regarded as one of the best cliffhangers ever. But I just, I haven't, there's so much to watch that it's almost impossible to ever catch up. It is on my list to watch. Eventually, I will watch The West Wing, but uh, this is highly regarded as one of those great cliffhangers. Number three, Mother's Mercy, Jon Snow's death. Huge because at the time it was a cliffhanger for the show, but still a cliffhanger for the books. I wonder if that had ever been done before, conspiring with like a a book and a, a TV show. Of course, we're talking about Game of Thrones, and... This was a moment that had, you know, not just the internet, but even like this was one of those shows that most everyone was watching. You'd be hard pressed to find someone who has not at least watched an episode of Game of Thrones. And this is one of those moments that everyone was talking about, whether it was through Twitter or, you know, at at the workplace. You know, people loved the show, minus the, the last season, but... At at the time when Game of Thrones was at its peak, it was must-watch television. Number two, The Best of Both Worlds Part 1. It could be number one. It's the greatest story arc in Star Trek history. I 100% agree with that. There have been some great storylines with not just The Next Generation, but through other episodes of Star Trek as well. But this, to me, will be the greatest arc and it. It even had implications in the final season of Star Trek Picard. That tells you the staying power of this arc in Star Trek. But his number one, Through the Looking Glass, the season three finale of Lost, Not Penny's Boat and We Have to Go Back are insane revelations to end on. Agree with that 100%. This would have been on my honorable mentions because I was still watching Lost at the time. I kind of fell off of it through season four, but I remember this specifically being a huge deal. Like I was talking about with Game of Thrones, Lost was one of those shows that if you weren't watching it, you were just kind of left out of the conversation. And that was one of those those moments where you're like, I can't wait to find out what happens. Next up, we have Wade Vatican, and he just has one. Um, who shot Jr. on Dallas? That was the the mention earlier. That is widely regarded as the best and most iconic cliffhanger in the history of television. I have not watched Dallas, so I didn't feel right really putting it on my list. But I do recognize it as you know, its spot in in television, like its iconic moment. In television, and it even you know, spun off a, a parody on The Simpsons when they did the Who Shot Mr. Burns storyline, and it still felt to this day, you know, number of years later. Jonathan McIntosh, number five, The Walking Dead, where we were left to wonder who Negan beat over the head. 
this was excellently done from the moment that Negan showed up, you knew something bad was going to happen because you felt the fear from the survivors that had been captured and were being interrogated by Negan. And we, he he says, you know, you know, you've killed my, some of my people. Now I'm going to kill one of you. And the way he did it when he had Lucille, his barbed wire bat, and he did the eeny, meeny, miny, moe thing. And you see from the point of view of the victim when they get hit and you hear the the other members of the party screaming and you hear Negan laughing, talking about how you know they're taking it like a champ. Just excellently done and so unique in in my opinion. Number four, Smallville Covenant. This is the season three finale of Smallville. This is when Kara shows up for the first time. Uh, there's the issues with Jonathan Kent and Jarrell. We find out that you know Lionel doesn't make bail. He has this kidney problem, and it's left with uh, Clark floating in a void and Jarrell promising that he's going to be reborn. Smallville was just so good at these cliffhangers. And I I completely understand why he put this one on his list because it is one of the better ones. Number three, friends, the one with Ross's wedding. I wasn't introduced to friends until I started dating Samantha. And this is another one of those, you know, it's an iconic moment from an iconic show. Number two, star Trek TNG, the best of both worlds. Talked about that uh, in my list as well as Christians. And number one, Dallas, a house divided, AKA who shot Jr. And last but not least, we have Jason Robbins, my co-host over at the nerd cave retro podcast. Number five, Hank learns Walter White's identity. Number four, who the hell did Negan beat? Just talked about that. Number three, the X files did Mulder die in that box car. I might get some flack for this, but I haven't watched all of the X-Files. I've seen some episodes, but it just it wasn't a show that I watched on a regular basis. But I know I need to change that. Number two, The Office, Pam and Jim kiss on Casino Night. Are they going to be together? What happens now? Like That's what I was talking about earlier with my list. So many questions came from that moment that happened at the end of that episode. But number one, who shot JR from Dallas? I was only six years old when this happened, but I remember my family going crazy and talking about this for months. And I think that's, it's still around, but I feel like it was a much bigger deal back then. And maybe it's because we didn't have the internet and we couldn't, you know, read about the production of shows and, you know, other little nuggets like that, that, you know, maybe you found out about it in an issue of Entertainment Weekly or some entertainment magazine back in the day, but you didn't really have any information. You just kind of had to wait until you started seeing trailers or commercials to find out what was going to happen. So those are the top five lists for top five TV cliffhangers. Thank you all uh, for submitting your list. And uh, we'll be doing this again next month. So stay tuned to social media to find out what the next top five list will be. If you want to follow me on social media, if you want to subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to my YouTube channel, everything is in one location, linktree.com slash D diamond podcast. Everything Derek diamond experience related is in one location 
as I said, linktree.com slash Podcast. And if you could, please leave a review, rate and review the show on your podcast platform, whether it's Apple Podcast or Spotify. The reviews definitely help. And I'm sure you've heard this on other podcasts as well. But if you're searching for entertainment podcasts in this case, the more reviews and ratings that a show gets, the more likely it is to pop up in search results. That means more exposure for the show. It costs nothing and only takes a minute of your time. So if you could, please rate and review the podcast. I would very much appreciate it. But that's going to do it for this episode. We'll see you guys back here next week. I will have a guest on next week. Um, I've got a couple of interviews lined up, so uh, we'll see who that's going to be. Again, stay tuned to social media to find out who that's going to be. But until then, have a great week, and we'll see you guys back here next Monday for another awesome episode of the Derek Diamond Experience Podcast. Podcast.